Prevents Explained. Hello and welcome to Prevents Explained, where we report and comment on legal events in the business world today. Just a few words to our firm and founder. Prevents Legal is a law firm headquartered in the Baltics and our founder Edgaras is a practicing attorney also in the Baltics, trained at King's College in London and is now specialized in mergers and acquisitions and competition law. As for me, my name is Daniel. I was trained in Bonn and Maastricht. I've been with Prevents now for the past three years and I'm very happy that you're with us today. Let's talk about competition law. The topic that I'd like to dive into with you today is one regarding the European Commission who was recently able to celebrate a victory over the tech giant Google. What Google tried to do was they tried to overturn a decision that was slapped upon them back in 2017 by the Commission where the Commission ordered them to pay 2.4 billion, and that's billion with a B, uh, euros. Now, maybe a little bit of background on the whole situation. The Commission, as the European regulator for antitrust, has always been extremely strict extremely adamant when it comes to uh, when it comes to punishing big tech and their anti-competitive misconduct within the European Union especially you antitrust chief uh, Margrethe Vestager is well known for a hard line against tech multinationals like uh, Apple Facebook and uh, yeah of course in this particular case Google um now why is that the case for one as we all know, competition law is all about keeping that level playing field, you know, making sure that the markets are not dominated by a select few players that are then able to dictate prices, um, control who enters the market and who is not able to enter the market, even pertaining to companies that are already on the market, possibly dictate where their paths will go. For example, when it comes to really promising startups that they just buy up those startups in their form to stages so uh, that they cannot become proper competition in the future. I think it would make sense at this point to even go one step further back in our train of thought here and ask ourselves, why do we need this level playing field? This level playing field is, of course, necessary to facilitate rivalry. And rivalry, at least that is the general opinion nowadays, will lead to innovation. And this innovation will lead to better products, which at the end of the day will benefit the consumer. Now, circling back to the, to the case at hand, if you think about companies like Google, Facebook or, or Apple, um, Amazon as well. Now, these are by textbook. These are textbook examples of companies that are capable of making a very level playing field extremely uneven, right? And that is exactly what the commission is trying to prevent by, um, by handing out such harsh fines towards big tech um, and their misconduct in the EU. What the EC is trying to prevent is that these, these tech multinationals with their extremely deep pockets and they're even deeper pockets when it comes to consumer data, misuse the influence they have on the Europe, in the European Union that stretches over multiple markets, not just the tech sector. Okay, that concludes our little detour on why the commission is always so strict when it comes to big tech. Let's get back to the, let's get back to the case at hand. What happened here specifically, uh, on the 27th of June 2017, the commission found that Google had abused its dominant position on the market for online general search services in several countries in the European economic area. How did they do that? They did that by favoring their own comparison shopping service over other comparison shopping services they competed with. Now, maybe just for clarification so that everybody's on board with what we're talking about here. What is a shopping service? Um, as we all know, a shopping service is basically a platform over where, over which you can, uh, which you can buy stuff. Right? Let's say you want to buy a new pair of running shoes. You open your computer, you go on Google, and you type into the search bar, buy new running shoes. 
what you will get then are search results and they can come from various sources they can come from uh, they can come from amazon they can come from a local merchant in your area that is also that also has an online shop or they can come from google now what happened here is that google the results of the product searches made using google were positioned and displayed in a more eye-catching manner when the results came from google's own comparison shopping service than when they came from competing comparison shopping services. And on top of that, the simple organic results, those are the results that you can see displayed in the form of blue links. Now, if these organic search results were not from Google's comparison shopping service, they were prone to being demoted by Google's algorithm regarding the general result pages. Okay, I can already hear Linus and Goda face palming themselves because I'm going to say this really bad joke, but I'm going to say it anyway. Where's the best place to hide a dead body? It's on page two of the Google search results. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, but seriously, pertaining to this case, um, if you are selling running shoes and Google constantly demotes you to page two of their search results, you're not going to sell a lot of running shoes. So it's definitely worth our while to talk about this and also to take this into consideration. Now, let's start off with what the... Uh, general Court of the European Union said and uh, what reasons they had for upholding this decision by the European Commission. First off, the court stated that a company's dominant position is not grounds for criticism of the undertaking concerned, even if it is planning to expand into a neighboring market and even if it is as uh, large as Google. However, the court agreed that Google favored their own shopping platform and at the same time relegated similar platforms from other companies and that this constituted anti-competitive behavior. Why is that? Three reasons. Reasons number one, the importance of traffic generated by Google's general search engine for comparison shopping services. I think one point that we can all agree on is that Google has the best search engine out there at the moment. Going back to the example that I mentioned a second ago, if you're going to look, if you, if you want to buy running shoes, you're going to Google where you're going to buy the running shoes. You're not going to Yahoo it or Bing it or Ecosia it or DuckDuckGo it. Um, I mean, there is no lack of alternatives to use to Google, but the fact remains that most of the people on the internet, if they do a product search, they're going to use Google and other companies, shopping services included. They are reliant on the traffic that comes from Google. Okay, so much regarding... Uh, the first reason. The second reason why the General Court of the European Union um, is upholding the Commission's decision is because they have to say you have to take into account the behavior of users. You know, you, the users typically concentrate on the first few results. Anything that comes after that is not taken into account. So if you, as Google, are going to place the results of the shopping services on page two of the Google results, that is for sure anti-competitive misconduct in the eyes of the EU court in this particular case. Moving on to point three, you have to also think about the large amount of diverted traffic for the comparison shopping services and the fact that this traffic cannot be effectively replaced. Of course, by being demoted so regularly, they lost a lot of traffic, traffic that would have normally come from Google and therefore also a lot of revenue. And yeah, at the end of the day, how are you going to bring that traffic back to them? It's going to be very difficult to say the least. So, so far, the three reasons why the court decided to uphold the EC's decision. One, the importance of traffic generated by Google's general search engine. Two, the behavior of the users, which typically concentrate on the first few results and nothing more. And three, the large proportion of diverted traffic in the traffic of comparison shopping services. 
Another really important aspect here is uh, the court's finding that Google favors its own comparison shopping services over competing services rather than a better result over another result. Let's take a closer look at this one. I see the thing is, why is Google such a good search engine? Because it brings the best results, because it shows you the most relevant results. In the case here, however, Google favored its own comparison shopping service over a competing service, even if the competing service had a more relevant result. What does this lead to in the end? The comparison shopping sites, even though they may have more relevant results, are being coerced to pay for, I don't know, Google ads or maybe change their business model as a whole and thereby becoming a customer rather than a direct competitor. Now, I'll be honest with you guys, I don't find that point extremely convincing, especially since the court doesn't really say what they mean with uh, the competitors have to change their business model. If a competitor thinks, hey, I'm being demoted by Google regularly, so what am I going to do? I'm just going to buy some Google ads. I'm going to pay Google to place me up on the first page. Then yes, of course, they are becoming a customer of Google, but not in a way that you would say that they stop being a competitor. They're still a competitor in regard to the shopping site. They're just a customer in the, in the way that they buy Google ads. Um, so I'm not sure if I would agree with the court completely on that one, specifically because they are not going into detail what they mean with the shopping service has to change their business model. Where you do have to agree with the court, however, is that it is a bad business dealing from Google if they promote their own shopping service over that of a competitor, even though the competitor's results would be more relevant for what the user is looking for. Because at the end of the day, that shows very clearly your ambition to just sell as much stuff as possible and not to provide the consumer with the best result that he or she is looking for at the moment. Maybe as a little bit of a, a silver lining for Google at the end of the day, um, the court did find that the commission did not establish that the tech giant's conduct had had even potential anti-competitive effects on the market for general search services, so the general search engine as it is. Um, so it annulled the finding of an infringement in respect of that market alone. Not that it does Google a lot of good, because at the end of the day, this annulment does not affect the penalty fee at all and that penalty fee is breathtakingly high um, and yeah and the court also stands behind that amount specifically because of the intentional rather than negligent manner of conduct let's face it google knew exactly what they were doing and the court also said um, that the amount is correct in its height because of the particular serious nature of this infringement and all you can do here is basically agree with the court because is 2.42 billion euros a lot of money? Yes, for sure. But is it a just amount of money? Is it a just penalty fine? If we take into account the seriousness of the nature and who we're dealing with here, yes, also. Because at the end of the day, we're talking about Google here. Google made 181 billion euros in revenue last year in 2020, and that's in a pandemic year. They're not doing all too bad. Sure, there's a lot of things that they have to take care of momentarily on an international scale. For one, they are facing four antitrust lawsuits in the United States alone, the latest involving 36 state attorney generals and the District of Columbia over an alleged abuse of power over app developers. Um, they were facing a class action lawsuit in the UK, which was, however, recently overturned by the Supreme Court. Also good news for Google because the Supreme Court there blocked a 4.3 billion euro class action. The allegations were the illegal tracking of data on iPhone users, um, the case that according to Google was addressed when it happened over a decade ago. So yeah, a lot going on for Google on an international scale. Um, so of course, this is a big hit for them. 
But if you look at the situation from a wider perspective, see how much revenue they're making each year, and also keeping in mind that this whole anti-competitive misconduct was intentional by them, I still believe that 2.4 billion euros is a just fine in this case. Okay, I'll conclude the podcast on that note. First of all, thanks for tuning in. I hope it was informative and or fun for you. If you want more content from Prevence, please don't forget to follow us on all relevant social media channels. Of course, you can also reach out to our experts via those social media channels if you have uh, input, feedback, suggestions, or you know if you just want to chat or something. We're definitely up for that. Um, and with that, yeah, have a good day. See you next time. Prevents explained.